Welcome back to the Wagon Whip Podcast, everybody. Oh, well, hello. We're back in the house. Can you believe it? We're back, all three of us together. You, thought, you Under guys the probably same thought. Roof? You probably thought we were dying of COVID. Or, <laughs> but, or, or you not. just threw in the towel and you're like, fuck it. Screw these guys. They don't we're even want to give me anymore. rushes. But. Well, we weren't recording, so. <laughs> all the way, I looked back, June 24th, and we're back. Now in the doldrums of September. We'd never, yeah. Crazy. We'll, we'll never give up. We'll never give up. But a lot of, a lot of life is happening for everyone Going strong. Right Everybody's safe and yes. healthy. Talk is, talk is, talk Emily gave me a COVID test before we got here. Negative. Yeah, yeah. So just so <laughs> you guys know, it's my, only my 34th test now that I've received. <laughs> Hey, you know what? It's better than 33. Amen, sister. Right? Yeah, Negative on all of them, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. We'll find a way to catch you guys up on everything. Um, I don't know what we'll get, all, get to it on this podcast, but yes, a lot's been going on in life. Mm. Um, we have... Life. We have a lots, of life. How, <laughs> lots of life. How, how could Emily perform a COVID test on Scotty? I mean, there's yeah. just so many yeah. questions. Uh. We've got new businesses. We've got Scotty on the LPGA tour. He's not per, he's not playing golf on the LPGA <laughs> tour. He's caddying on the LPGA yeah. tour. If you guys remember that from our last podcast, so he's been he's been out and about all summer with Jen Chang. So we're gonna get caught up on that in a little bit. Uh, but feels first, good to be back. And foremost, yes, it feels great to be ah, back. I love sitting in this house drinking wine. I feel like I could do it every day of the week. Okay, well, well we can well, try to can make just, that happen. If that's we pretty much what I do. Right around, right amount of sponsors. So, same <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. We can talk. We got all a lot about, of podcasts to catch up on. Uh, we'll start working backwards. Exactly. Yeah, we'll go back to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Mm-mm. Um, so I mean, we do first, have some some big stories we got to get to. We but, do, but first and foremost, like Scotty, you're on the. Freaking tour for the LGP LPGA. Yeah, how in the world is that going? It's so cool. So we'll, we can dive right in. Um, it's been so much fun. Um, for those of you that do not know our new listeners that have not been following along with us, I think I talked about it for the last four or five podcasts now. But yeah, um, LPGA we started out with Jennifer Chang, who's a rookie out at USC, and. Had some good success. Uh, Four out of six cuts now. Um, We just had our best week in, um, sorry, Portland, Oregon. Um, It's going to happen. You're going to start forgetting where you're actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like a touring. Exactly. uh, We we kicked it right off. Um, We did five weeks, two weeks in Ohio, um, two weeks in Scotland, um, which was crazy. And then Rogers, Arkansas, uh, week off, and then Portland and have a week off which is why i'm here and then we're gonna head out to atlantic city next week and then on to philly uh for the kpmg which is the uh being held at aronimic um so incredible now i know steve you may be rolling your eyes and be like this is not a part of the program but it's definitely a part of the program (laughs) we weren't gonna gonna do it first but i know that's cool i got it i got you i got you we haven't seen scotty forever yeah i think the people want to be updated so that's fine i got you i got you you know majority of your uh, a majority of the uh, matches have been um here in the United States, yes. but real quickly, like tell us how it was to travel internationally. Like, what the heck did you do? Crazy. Majority she played of Americans. In the, so yeah. she, the reason he traveled, and she played in the. Did she play in the Scottish yeah. too? Scottish. She, she played, played in the Scottish and the British. Or so the she played or? played in the Scottish. Um, 
Didn't know we were going to make it into the British. Uh, we hadn't qualified for it. Um, but we had a pretty good week at the Scottish. Really good first two days. Amazing. So made the cut. Um, kind of got beat up a little bit on the on the weekend rounds. Just very, very tough conditions. Yeah. Um, it was held at Renaissance Club. Um, so if you guys are ever over there, highly recommend going to play Renaissance Club, which is a very international club. A lot of American members. Uh, but we finished good enough t- to make enough money. To qualify to get into the British the next week. So made the short drive from Indenburg over to Glasgow. Um, the British Open was held at um, Royal Troon. Um, but you asked a very specific question. How was it to travel? Crazy, right? Because basically we were on 24-7 lockdown. Um, we could only basically go from hotel to golf course. So I was in Scotland for two weeks and basically only was... In a car, in the whole coast hotel, or on the golf course doing my work. There was very, not any sightseeing allowed. Couldn't go to a pub. Couldn't go to do all the fun stuff that we love to do when we go to Europe. Couldn't play golf myself. Could basically just only be at the club, golf course, or in the crazy. car. And uh, my first time ever uh, in Scotland. Um, so, you know, had to drive on the wrong side of the road oh my and gosh. do all those fun things that you just kind of had to learn on the fly in COVID. So um, it was crazy. The LPGA did a really cool thing for us because you, you know you can't just buy a flight and get to Scotland right, right now. Yeah. Um, so basically, with help from the State Department, uh, the LPGA basically got us there and provided a charter for us so we on probably a 300 passenger charter between players caddies staff um so that's how we basically got to go to scotland that's it's crazy yeah it's, it's really fun i mean it's great for the pga or for the lpga tour to do that um but it's tough to hear like you know it, it, same thing i hear from people in my business where you any of the rewarding features that were used to be there from travel like you know whether or not you you have you know nice accommodations in your yeah. hotel room and <laughs> you can go get good dinners and you can go to experience some of the culture of where you're where you're actually yeah. going like that's all basically out the window yeah. i mean you don't you don't you basically go to your hotel and to your job site so, which for uh, you is at least a golf course in was scotland like the, the speech <laughs> The speech yeah. of the people I, speaking. I don't know how boring this is, but what? I'll get into a little bit yeah, of it. Like their accents. That was like the yeah. only difference. Yeah, yeah. so you cut me off for that. Yeah. <laughs> so Indenburg, so we went to Indenburg. I'm trying to give you a yeah. Scottish accent. So we went to we went to Indenburg first and like it was pretty <laughs> okay, right? Like we got to basically we could go get food um and bring it back. Couldn't go to a restaurant, couldn't go to a, still can't do that on the LPGA. Um but when we got to Glasgow, things were a little bit different. High, sec- there's security out basically outside the building. Um, temperature check when you leave and come. Um, so I, I, again, I don't know wow. if, but there's a lot of food delivery, <laughs> and a lot of times where you're just, you know, basically became very acquainted with that hotel, restaurant, and bar. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah. So there was a lot of times where I just bought bottles of wine down in the hotel bar and That's, had a night of it and ate yeah. really crappy pizza so and saw, probably saw some fellow caddies and fellow players so, that you were so able the to caddies basically took over the down downstairs restaurant i'm sure, and, so I'm sure it was awesome <laughs> and fun. we got kicked out probably the six nights we were there you probably got kicked out five nights oh my gosh <laughs> perfect hey, you were in your bubble yeah so. but but a cool thing and, and i don't want to jump on her coattails um too much 
But for those of you that have been following this, obviously a really cool story. Sophia Popoff, who won the British Open, mm-hmm. came basically to the restaurant night Sunday night that she won it. Um, and basically, we all just had a night. I got to drink from the trophy. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And so we just had a night of it downstairs at the bar. And it was just a fun night. That's, That's great. Awesome. You got so the drink. You didn't tell me that. You got the yeah, drink. I thought I'd leave it. I, picture, I thought I'd leave it for the pot. I, I, like, it. It. I yeah. like it. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. the You get pictures? Yeah. You get pics? I don't have pictures of it because I was no selfie? hammered. <laughs> so she was just like hanging out. And shouts out to Jenny Shin. Um, she bought all the caddies drinks that night. So That's awesome. she had a good week. So. That's great. Uh, it's good stories to hear. I'm sure you get some camaraderie out of it. There's, is there any? Are there any experiences or different uh, besides drinking? I mean, that's pretty much you let off with the, the best story. Yeah. You get to drink from the 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 woman's. What do they call the trophy? I I don't know. Um, but they, they. I probably should know, but I don't. <laughs> well, they might just call <laughs> it like year, the Open learn. Championship. Yeah, trophy. hopefully we'll dr- hopefully we'll bring that sucker right to this kitchen oh, table yeah, next Let's go. Huh? Let's go. Some of those. Um, but it's been look, it's been fun to follow you guys. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm now yeah, it's been awesome. invested in the LPGA. Um, this past weekend, yeah, we got a little TV yeah, time. TV we played time. good the first day, and uh, she rolled in a putt um, that made it to Golf Channel. Um, that was fun. Uh, I read it correctly. Then <laughs> <laughs> it went in. There you, go. you got a little TV it. time. Um, See, Emily, your levels look fine, but you sound a little like I, I don't hear you. That's all right. I think That's she sounds fine. great, mate. Thanks. Um. Anyway, so yeah, but as I was saying before, Emily cut me off again. Sure. It's been fun to follow oh, you guys um, I, I, on tour. I've had a meaningful interest in the LPGA leading bo- well, leaderboard every year. Uh, I, I can now. I and again, I, I don't want to bore you guys, and don't certainly don't want to make this about me. Um, but it's been so much fun to like because I turn my phone off before the round and open it back up and she'll have a good round you'll just you know open your phone and see five six yeah. ten twelve text messages from people. from people and like that that's what makes it so much fun is to know that like Those people are out there not only people not necessarily would be watching yeah so not only cool. not only are you helping someone try and achieve their goals which is the ultimate like fun thing but like so people then are supporting you trying to do this crazy thing it's because amazing. the only people that are more crazy than people that play this game are the people that carry the bag <laughs> the play this game so hey you um, know what it's awesome yeah yeah and it's been, still it's been a lot of fun and i i feel like i got the best boss in the world so it's been a lot of fun she seems really cool uh, yeah. hopefully we'll get to a meter we'll have her on the pot uh, hopefully at Anytime. some point um but that's she been like great mine? she's 20 she's 20 two zero <laughs> i know that I was drinking wine at 16. Okay, uh, well. She's 20. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're not, all right. Yeah, all right. So we'll ask that question again. again. October. October, October. We'll ask tw- your question in November. October 21. She turns 21. Oh, good. Oh, she's oh, she's a, a Libra. So she's great. good. That's she's a golden like year. Hey. Ooh, good things are coming. Hello. Very good things. <laughs> golden. That sounds good for the winnings. That's yeah. got it. Yeah. I golden know. sounds golden like a good year. thing. I'd be into that. What about you guys? Can we make this, you know, what have you guys been doing? Oh, you know, we we've been mi- doing. migrated from, you know, Phoenix when you all saw us. We've been nomads throughout COVID. As yeah. y- you guys remember, we did a couple you episodes. Put your house from, on for sale. From Phoenix. <laughs> yes, we did. So um, if any buyers are out there looking to yeah, buy Yeah, if anybody three would bedroom, love a three-bedroom three condo. Oh. And it's been updated. It's got a great. Brentwood um, area of Los Angeles. It's got a great It's a good bathroom. price right now. <laughs> great, great price. Well, well-priced and uh, clean. very clean. Way underpriced. 
Um, yes. I'd buy it if Very, I could afford it. I can't afford it. It's got exquisite so. taste. The people that live here have exquisite taste. <laughs> yeah, they did a good uh, job. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, no, we've yeah, been the, good. The, we've yeah, been the last pe- few months and... have been just um, pretty busy, though. It's been a lot of traveling back to Ohio, to Connecticut, a couple family vacations. Um, to Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, we did the kids. So it, it's it just, fun. it's been really busy. Now we've been here for almost a month, a month but it's been... It's been crazy busy, and we'll we'll get to more of the personal stuff after. I think sure. with you know Emily podcast, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Emily started her own company. I've been as busy as I've ever been with work. We, as you, you guys remember, we have a daughter that turned one during quarantine, <laughs> so yeah. she's now fourteen months, and she's running around um, screaming, learning new work. It's been crazy. So. It's been um, great, though. But it's been amazing. It's been We've amazing. We've been very fortunate for just health and safety, and you know you can't ask for anything more. Yeah, I'm not playing as much golf as I'd like to, though. Oh my um, God, a Crimea River. The, <laughs> Scotty, but you know what Scotty, he did get? You know what he did get, Scotty? What did he do? Oh, he got the new PlayStation. I did. I have two. I, bought, I ordered the new Xbox X series. <laughs> Really? Oh, good for you. See, see, I ordered. I didn't order the new PlayStation. I ordered a PlayStation Four. Oh, not the five. Why would you not order the latest? Because the five's not out yet until like December. Yeah. Why would you not order it if you're because, gonna order? Because Steve is an an instant. I got a little impatient. And he was, yeah, he has no patience. <laughs> what are you gonna and play? So he goes. I I, the only game I have is PGA Tour 2K. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's a great one. You know, we got to get you Call of Duty and Warzone. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll just, absolutely I'll, not. Yes. No, I put my yes. foot down. Yes. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Nope. We're not yes. having this co- discussion yes. on the podcast. No, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got to get <laughs> Call of Duty. Not. Everyone that Nobody has PlayStation. Getting, we are not. It's not well, coming in our house. Well, what if I buy it and put it? It's yeah. not coming in our house. I'm no. sorry. This is what I'm We'll hide it. We'll hide it. We'll hide it. You can play on your PC, by the way. Absolutely not. I don't care. Not happening. Never in my house. Never under my roof. Well. Nope. Nope. We'll see. But we can play football and we can play Why not Call of Duty? Fuck. Call Let me Duty. defend Call of no, Duty right I don't, now. I don't. I don't. I don't even want to start. I, I like. I just. I'm. I don't like it. And I'm. That's. That's. That's the end. Of the story. <laughs> I mean, this is the greatest tool like American men have left no. to right. themselves. No, is the ability nope. to light a fucking J no. and fucking play some Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'm not, Damn right. No, Steve. If he wants to light a J, he can go do that and go play golf. Like I don't okay. really care. Okay, so fine. So I get three rounds of golf per week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk a little. What? What? Do we want to talk Bryson first? Sure. Big week for Bryson. We got a U.S. Open champion. Winged foot. Uh, We've got a new U.S. Open champion. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, just obliterated the golf course. Yep. Um, And when I say obliterated, like he basically survived. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I just got demonized for I mean, you've talked over me like seven times. <laughs> right? I can't even. I can't even hear oh, myself boy. talking in the microphone. Um, so Bryson. So uh, he, he. I mean, when I say obliterated, shooting. What did he end up at six? He ended up at six on shooting six under at you know what someone would regard as the high, the the hardest golf course in the world. Yeah. Um, when the rest of the field was uh, over par, I think maybe there was one or two people at even par. But at the end of the week. Um, that just goes to show you how much better he played through the four day. Only only player under par all four days. Mm-hmm. I thought um, the the whole thing was just incredibly entertaining to watch. From JT getting out to the early lead, to Patrick Reed having a good Friday and Saturday, to uh, Rory kind of hanging in there all week. 
to Matt Wolf and his first U.S. Open having a breakout story. I thought there was the whole thing was so great. The only bummer was Matt Wolf just just really couldn't bring it home in the back nine there on Sunday. So it was kind of an undramatic finish because Bryson was just just making every putt, hanging on, doing his thing, um, driving it a, a thousand yards, and uh, I don't know. It's just mad respect for that. I mean, I'm I'm still an in between guy on Bryson in general. Okay. Um, more personality rise, hundred percent. But the but the work ethic and what he's put in and what he's trying to do by just saying, look, I'm just going to overpower everybody in the field and overpower every golf course. Mad respect. Yeah, uh, really fun. And as I look back here, 69, 68, 70, 67. Um, At at some point. 67 on Sunday is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. um, We just got to tip our hat and and let, like, this guy see where he can take golf because he's taking it in a place where science is overtaking art. And I think hats off to him. I think he has found what he needs to do at certain golf courses and has a very strategic plan and sticks with that plan. And that plan has been so successful now, and it worked to a tee to wing foot. Now, I don't know if that plan works every golf course, every place, every week. We know, of course, it doesn't, right? There's no way he wins every week. But he hyped himself up. He prepared I think the best and had a plan and executed and stayed focused to that plan throughout four days of brutal conditional golf. And everyone will talk about how long he hits it, how much science that he puts into the golf game, which whatever we can talk about that, but let's not get lost in something that you brought up is how well he putted. Yeah. Like (laughs) he just putted his ass off for four days and that's why he has the trophy more than how far he hits the golf ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, we could argue. I mean, we could probably like argue. I mean, his whole game was there, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, you you can make the argument that because of his strength, he was able to get out of some pretty dicey lies in the rough and get the ball to the green, all of that. But there's no doubt that he putted better than anybody. You know, I don't know what his chokes game putting was was but he putted better than anybody in the field he just made everything when he needed to uh especially on sunday um and so that like that's where you make your money on the pga tour that's how you win majors if you don't you just don't do it if you can't putt you could be the strongest guy you could hit it in a mile but these long drive guys don't don't win golf tournaments they're not on the pga tour you have to be able to put the other parts of your game together and he's he's working on that and look you saw him you know anybody who watched any of the the coverage or after coverage saw him like working in the dark after his saturday round like just grinding so to me the most impressive thing about it is that he literally just says i'm going to out prepare everyone i'm going to strive to be perfect more than anybody else is going to strive to be perfect and and that's what i think that's what i think put him over it's not just the strength like you said yeah, so consider this, and as I look back now, he had a total of 23 out of 56 fairways for a mere 41.1% success rate. Yeah. I mean, so that's Name not, the last guy that ever won a U.S. Open to do that. Yeah, it's which means like he's, his strength is also helping him out of the rough, and I think that's that's part of it. I mean, I, I, the only thing I would disagree with, I think what you, what you said originally, Scotty, was that the science is overtaking... Yeah. the creativity or the, or, art. Or the art 
yeah, I still think like the art and the creativity, especially at different go- kinds of golf courses, is necessary to win. Like at Augusta, I think you hundred percent, and the British Open, right? Right, and so we'll we'll see like how it translates for those tournaments. But he but he's going to be hitting the ball further than everyone. He's gonna have you would think more birdie opportunities. So if if part of his game is off, his wedge game or whatever, then yeah, he'll even himself out with the rest of the field. But I I think what what's you know uh, you know uh, breaking people's brains right yeah. now is the fact that like he put on so much weight so quickly and he's like no, fat. no nobody else is doing that. He's fat. He's pretty much fat. Yeah, he's turning himself into a fat person. <laughs> nobody else is doing that, yeah. and nobody else still wants to do it. If you talk to Rory or or JT, I mean, they're just they're just straight up tell you that's not for them. They respect what he's done, but they're they're just saying it's not for them. But at what point does he start to change people's minds about what they need to do? Just like a linebacker bulks up, like. Our golfer is going to start bulking up to basically try to overpower the golf course, and then how does that change the distance discussion and everything else? Is it's to me that's the scary it's, part about it's, it. It's but. an it's an interesting question, but again, I think it has to be golf course specific. Um, to your point, I don't think someone could do this at Augusta because of the creativity and shot making of spin and hitting cuts and draws into holes still matters more than where you drive it from. Right. Um, and there is no rough at Augusta. So uh, how will that affect where he tries to hit the golf ball? It's going to be fun to watch. Right. Um, how it would affect an open championship golf course where the golf is played more on the ground and not in the air. So his science and his flying rate of uh, is that all going to work in 30-mile-per-hour right. wind or in a torrential downstorm? I don't know. I, I'm not smart enough to say yes or no, but it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. The, the the question I have for... Which I think is a key component, too. Right. Like the fun to watch thing is something that... Exactly. And it's he is, captivating. He is fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, him trying to hit the ball... Love it or hate it, it's fun. Him trying to hit the ball 370 yards in the air is really fun for me to watch. <laughs> like, that just is fun to watch. Again, the he figured out something about Wingfoot, and... Uh, I, to not rip anyone off, Gil Hans talked about this. The thing that he figured out is that wing foot, you could play to the front. The, a lot of the front of the greens are very open, right? right. So you, they're not forced carries into a lot of greens, and they're not guarded in front of the greens. So if you're hitting out of the rough, it's easy to take the right club and kind of just trying to cover the front yardage and then letting the contours of the green get close to the pin. Right. So as long so as you're hitting it from the rough, you're actually okay at wing foot as long as you hit it just and cover the front yardage. Now that won't happen at Torrey Pines next year. Yeah. That won't happen at an open championship. That certainly won't happen at Augusta, where you need to aim a lot of times away from the pin to get close to the pin. Right. But he figured out that I think very early on about wing foot. Yeah. I'm raising my hand. Am I allowed to talk now? Yes, yeah. ma'am. Oh, thank goodness. Did I give you enough time to talk, Steve? You left the room because somebody called you. So. No, I yeah. just didn't talk because of you said that I was cutting you no, off No, you left much. the room, but that's well, okay. Well, anyway, so for, for Bryson, you, uh, Scotty, you made a, a point about how, like, you figured out wing foot. It's yeah. fun to watch the 340-plus um, drivers and, and also watching it hit it. Um, but my thing is, is that 
kudos to him for figuring out his physio- um, physiology yep. and his physical state. And if he's able to go from where he was to a fat douche Van Gogh, douche Van Gogh, douche Van Gogh, is an artist now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, he is an artist. Well, I mean, some people would argue he is sure. in his golf in his golf um, artiste. Um, mechanics but um he went from where he was to to where he is now great for him it's not for everybody and for him to try to win people over everybody's body physics are completely different and body makeups are completely different so great that he figured it out if anything, talk more into the microphone if anything if anybody has learned in my opinion anything from his personal journey is that if you're able to kind of in-depth look within yourself on what your body composition is and what best um, serves for how you play and, and better, whether it is you lose weight or you bulk up or you get fat or what have you, so be it to each their own. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And um, I think the one thing that Bryson has taught us is you got to have a game plan for every golf course. Yep. And you got to stick to that game plan no matter how the first four, five, six, seven, eight, nine holes go. And the fact that he was able to put together this game plan to take on Wingfoot specifically and stick with it is the number one reason I believe he's holding that trophy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that I, I agree with you as well. Uh, I, I think. But don't, doesn't every player who wins a major. Oh, I just cut him <laughs> off again. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to say, but doesn't every player who wins a major have that type of playbook? Like, I don't know. You, you know? I don't know. I think everybody comes with Yeah, I think everybody comes with a game plan, right? Right. How well you stick to that game plan, does it change? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But I think everybody has a general game plan. His might have just been the right one. And, and, yeah. and I think part of it is that he just believes he's right. So he, mm-hmm. he believes he's... He's more right. I mean, I think he honestly believes he's smarter than anybody else True. in the field. So I, I think he just believes that he, he, what he does is going to give him an edge, no matter what that is, whether it's whether it's the physicality, whether it's the science, whether it's he just has this completely different approach to the game, and and right now it's working for the most part pretty well. Yeah. But totally. let's not forget, as I'm going to shift gears a little bit to something that actually we didn't talk about too much before. But let's not forget the golf that Dustin Johnson was playing right before this. And, you know, he, he didn't quite put it together. He actually had a pretty good Friday out there and, and kind of like everybody else, he sort of was trying to hang on through Saturday and Sunday, but it wasn't too long ago that we weren't talking. It was two weeks ago. We weren't talking anything about presentation, but we're talking about how, how is Dustin Johnson not winning every week with the way he's playing 30 under par, at the Northern Trust, I mean, he looked unstoppable. What, um, sixty and back sixty-four. Yeah, I, I just he look he makes the game look so easy, but it also is a reminder from week to week. And then won that, the tour championship. Then won the tour championship. So for three or four weeks, he was playing an unimaginably good stretch of golf. So was John Rahm, but but Dustin Johnson, nobody better. And it's why I think like like tit for tat and like shot for shot i i think that when dustin johnson has his a game it is better than anybody else's he didn't have that maybe he didn't have wow. it that week wow but yeah and that includes everybody wow. but but i i just 
it, I think it also just points to the fact that I know this is some generic cliche comment, but like golf is really fucking hard. And, yeah. And you're not yeah. going to, like, just because Bryson has big biceps, he's not going to win every week, you know? Yeah. Um, it, you know, it'll be a very interesting to see how he change how this, this approach changes the game. It'll be very interesting to see, can he sustain this? Does he have longevity with this plan? Um, but I think that Dustin, you know, other people out there, whether it's Rory, Dustin, JT, the other upper, the upper echelons of the game right now, all have different approaches and when their a games are there they're all really hard to beat i don't think anyone's better than dustin when he has it all there but that's just my personal no i I think i think that that's very reasonable and i i would argue he's one of the people that are definitely best better than everyone i think rory mcelroy is still probably i believe the most talented individual on tour and his best is still better than everyone else's best However, we don't see that every week in, week out from him. Um, to your yeah. point, though, I, yeah, I, listen, golf and professional golf is so very hard. I see it every week, 144 girls that all hit it great on the range, and every single one of them is capable of going to shoot 60 every yeah. single day. Um, and so, again, anybody who tries to play this game professionally is – crazy there's only one group of people that are more crazy exactly (laughs) and you are in that category you're in that category well anyway so i thought it was a fun week let's talk about a little bit more about the the weekend uh, sure overall like the broadcast what did you guys think of it so So first i'm gonna defer to you steve because again i mean you you, are the vp of technical operations you have experience you're in this business we don't we don't name drop or this was (laughs) they got this from fox this year yeah it was announced um that they were going to take over the usga championship so i'll i'll defer and let you break it down took it took it from fox i think i I can't remember how deep we got into this because it was kind of during quarantine scotty Mm -hmm. but um you know, it took it from Fox. The, the 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 reason it all happened, where this 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 tournament went back from Fox to NBC, just to give everyone quick background, they the the, the once the once the USGA moved the tournament to September, it was during NFL, and in the contract, um, Fox had to basically put this tournament on the broadcast network on Fox when. On Saturdays and Sundays, Fox has already con- already has contractual commitments to college football and and NFL, and so it put them in a really hard spot to, to to do this. And so I think a lot of options were considered. And I'm not speak by the way. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody. I don't know what anybody has any. You know, don't get any ideas. I'm I'm getting. I mean, I'm just speaking purely upon just um, in, industry industry sources. Yeah. Not speaking on behalf of any network. Um, but, uh, so I think it, it actually was something that made a lot of sense for Fox and for NBC to, to get out of this. I think the bigger, a big reason why Fox got into golf in the first place, not only because they love to be a game changer in, in when, and when broadcasting certain sports for the first time, I think that was probably the main reason. The other one was they needed content for FS1 at that time. And, so live content, hours of golf coverage, the USAM, all the the ladies yeah. major, so the, yeah. the the women's US Open. So it just provided a whole new audience that would get exposure to FS1, a ton of live programming. So it made a lot of sense. But 
I, I, I think for Fox, it, I don't know how much money they really made off it if they made anything. <laughs> so, um, so I think it made a lot of sense to move it back with the Golf Channel relationship and everything else and to say, okay, like, you know, let's try to work this out with the USGA where you guys take it on. So, yeah. so that's kind of why it went back, just to give everybody um, some reminders. But um, that said, how, how did NBC do? Um, I, I think, first of all, I think there was still a lot of logistics that they had to work out really, um, production logistics, technical logistics, they had to work out really last minute because fi- this, these things get planned years and they start to get planned years in advance. And so when this, when this move happens months in advance, it really puts you behind the eight ball. I think a lot of the Fox people that were doing golf were involved in this one um to some extent or another um the coverage i'll say the one thing i liked the fact that i could turn on the feature groups early in the day turn on regular broadcast coverage very early in the day um the golf golf moving seamlessly between you know dan hicks and Faraday were on like early in the day um on on even on the weekdays Uh, it was on i think friday they had it on nbc so um I liked the direct TV features of it. I mean, I think it was just, so I think all that was good, but I, I, you know, it wasn't different. It wasn't the, it wasn't the difference that I get when I go to see the U S open on Fox every Mm. year where there's some new technology that's going out. There's so much PR and a little bit of hype kind of push behind it where you're kind of ready to, Hey, I'm going to watch Joe Buck call golf this week. I know some people aren't big Joe Buck fans, but there's, there's a difference in the coverage that I think I get excited for what they're going to roll out and what they're going to do. And, and I think NBC did an absolutely fine job. Dan Hicks, who I think is a member at Wingfoot, yeah, did a good job, good knowledge calling it there. We still had Zinger on who I like. Um, but other than that, I, you know, it's, it's like the same old golf channel coverage every week. So I, we got nothing new, no spike, no pizzazz. It was just good old, you know, Wingfoot. U.S. Open Golf Channel. To be yeah. fair, though, it's amidst COVID, and obviously there was a lot of um, hurdles that needed to be de- like taken in order for obviously this to happen. And yes, there might have not been as much um, hype about it, but I'd have to go back and say that's one thing that Fox really did a good job with is the yeah. um, surrounding the PR, the media hype, as well as just like being innovative every single year. I think you that- would have seen some kind of new new camera, new technology, yeah. di- different things, and I and. And I'm you not know, so I, sure I would have thought we're going to say the same for next year. Or and for honestly, the years I, I will say that if I'm going to be critical, I got on that front because this is somewhat of the business I'm in. But but NBC had some opportunity to do that. I mean, it, it, it they had a ton of things to deal with logistically, and it's it's very difficult. But I think, but they had an opportunity to say, okay, like let's 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 take something we're working on from you know Sunday Night Football, or let's let's take some of our. Um, just knowledge of industry vendors and technology out there. Let's figure out how we can make some kind of splash here. The only thing that was really there was the U.S. Open AR app, um, which which I believe was developed with the USGA and Deloitte. It wasn't. So, it wasn't. It wasn't even an NBC deal. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no. I think that's all good insight. And again, you guys are hearing from someone who is personally and actively involved in setting up these types of broadcasts. So. Again, I defer all expertise to Steve. What, you, what was your impression Steve in on general, this. though? I, I miss Fox 
Um, I again, I, I miss the emerging technology. I miss the all the different cameras that Fox gave us. And again, Fox got better every single year. Um, not to call anyone out on this podcast, but Chambers Bay was horrible, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then it got better every single year. And so I think NBC will get better every single year. Also, to to all of you golf nerds that are into these types of things and into the business aspect, I heard that the USGA was not involved in the negotiations between NBC taking over and Fox taking over at all. Like, basically, it was basically NBC just getting on the phone with Fox and saying, hey, we can do this, we can offer this. And the USGA or Wingfoot basically had no involvement um, until the deal was done, and then basically then they all sat in a room and signed the contracts. Yeah. I, I I will say one thing positive um, about the broadcast on this past weekend is, well, yes, it was different. No fans. Um, You weren't able to hear, you know, kind of like the background chatter, which is always fun and like the cheering. I did like the audio. I thought that like you can legit hear the... Uh. It's, there have been there were times where I think I even mentioned to mentioned it to you after their like approach or even uh, yeah their approach onto the green you actually heard the ball drop and it sounded as if you were out on the golf course well probably the, I yeah. wouldn't say that was the good job at the audio I think that was the lack of people being there so there's you just hear more okay so um, but I was but, trying to give them a kudos but no well no I hear you and that's fine. Um, the, I will say one more thing, get done with it. But that was actually another thing that I think that they could have done better again is, you know, they have all this opportunity with, with no fans there to, to gather even more audio. The only time I think that I really noticed a, a difference was like coming down the stretch when it was basically just, uh, you know, Bryson versus Matt Wolf. And I think you got a lot of good audio from that group. Because they didn't need to cut to anything else. It was a two-horse race, and they just sort of let them talk with their caddies a little bit. But during the week, I didn't get any of that. I, I got I got very little caddy-to-player talk during the week and all that stuff, which is one of the things Fox again yep. was kind of a pay, uh, kind of a um, you know a, star, a, a starter in. Um, and so, anyways, a leader, I should say. So anyway, so, so we, missed the Fox coverage. Yeah. But, so, but, I think but it was let's okay. let's again. I think that's interesting that USGA was not involved in the negotiations. Right. It was again, basically just an agreement between Fox and uh, the NBC taking over. But keeping with the USGA, we had some big news. The CEO Mike Davis uh, is going to be stepping down at the end of the year. Yeah. Yep. Um, just basically start his own golf design business. So Steve, obviously, he's very been a very controversial figure yep. at USGA. He's been involved in some, I would say, home runs and been involved in some strikeouts. Yeah. So I think, what do you think this means for Mike Davis and what do you think this means for the USGA going forward? So I think a lot of people are, are going to applaud it. Um, and the only reason people will applaud it is because I'd say over the, the last handful of years – there have been some some questionable decisions, people, and he's been the face of those. And questions. he's been the face yeah. of those. Even though he's not the only one in on him, he's, right. he's the face of them. The greens at Chambers Bay, yeah. the the decision to go to Chambers Bay, the yeah. decision to go to Aaron Hills, mm-hmm. the greens um, at Shinnecock, the the, Saturday. Green, the greens at Shinnecock, especially on Saturday, um, 
and you know like so certain certain things that course setup wise where he was criticized for i think which he's no longer in charge of just to be clear right which what she wasn't in charge of and and i think they did we, we could talk about course setup at wingfoot real quick but but the in general look i think i'm not a, i'm not going to pretend to be best friends or or a expert on mike davis career but i think overall when you the things you account for is did the television rights grow? Yep. Did the game? Did the popularity of the game grow? Yep. Did did the right rules changes happen? Like yep. when when there was there was like blunders with Dustin Johnson at, at yep. Oakmont in 2016, and these these the the rules about the pin and the rules about you know if you in, didn't intentionally hit your ball or move your ball, the ability to fix it um, on the green. So so I think there's I think he made a lot of good decisions. Club in a penalty area. I think he made a lot of good decisions to try to speed the game up, to try to um, to try to make the common sense logical rules kind of fair. Um, and I think he I think he, you know, I think he did a decent job growing the popularity of the game. Took a huge chance by by doing the contract to Fox to segue yep. back. Right, I mean, like it was the golf. NBC did golf forever. People were shocked when that happened, and it turned out that the Fox coverage and the tracers and some of the new things they were doing actually changed golf coverage forever. And that's partly because of Mike Davis. And so, I, I think you have to make bold decisions. And when you're in that position, he's done it. I, I saw some Golf Channel stuff today about you know why the decision now. He's actually been there for ten years, so that's a to- that 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 job going from place to place and all the different championships that they're in charge of, not just the U.S. Open, where um, the job responsibilities, whether it's course set up for a U.S. Open or a women's open or um, whether it's choosing venues, negotiating contracts with 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 TV partners and digital partners. It's a, and it's a demanding role. It's a very demanding job with a lot of travel. And, you know, he's got a family. So I think this Does is he? like um, I, I thought he did. <laughs> I have no idea. I heard somebody say that on Golf Channel today, but um, so I make a lot more money in course design. Well, I, yeah, who knows? But but I think you'll have a hell of a lot more fun. <laughs> uh, and, you'll be able to go and home and a, a bottle of wine and not get crushed. Uh, in probably a lot social less media criticism. And, you know, I, look, I've always been a slight defender of the fact that you'll at the end of the things. day. At the end of the day, for the U.S. Opens, the thing that he got criticized most was for was course setup and trying to trick up courses yep. too much. And at the end of the day, all all he was really trying to do is make sure that this was this was as as stern a test as it could possibly be and hold the championship, the U.S. Open, which is the you know the best test of golf in the world. That's what he's trying to do. Did he make some mistakes, like you know, with agronomics or something, like firming up the greens too much? Yes. Um, was taking a chance at Chambers Bay or Aaron Hills, like taking a chance? Yes, but I don't mind it. I, I but I, I think with, when, once they got to Chambers Bay, they Horrible tried the place out way too much. Um, but those courses are unbelievable golf properties. Like any, like if you've ever gotten, I haven't played Aaron Hills, but I've heard a spectacular things about it. Okay. Chambers here's, Bay, here's all great. the fucking golf courses Steve's played. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I'm going, but I'm saying that 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 they just dried that place out way too much. And that's why it was brown and the greens were shitty. But hey, other, Mike Davis, days. Emily? No. Okay. Good. Best of luck. Yeah, I, I think I think we'll have to review his course, his tenure after the next CEO. Um, but interesting fact here: um, 
Saturday and Sunday did not have Tiger and Phil at a U.S. Open for the first time that both of them have missed the cut at the U.S. Open in their professional careers. That's crazy. That's crazy, crazy stat. Um, not not a great showing. I had I had a I had a small amount of money on a top ten for Phil because I thought that would be a nostalgic. But thing. come back, I'm yeah. such an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Vogel no, I mean, he, he had none of that. He had none of that. I, I don't know what it is with him because so so we talk about Phil, right? He, yeah. He had that win on on the Champions Tour. Now look, I know it's a Champions it's Tour. It's the Champions Tour. I, I know the tees are probably stop. up, but you just stop. To, just stop because what you're about to you do, gotta, you got to play good golf, Stephen. Like you're Stephen. You're about to compare I'm the not, Champions I'm Tour to the PGA Tour. I'm not. Yes, you are. And no. you're about to tell me why he can't win, and so like he should be playing good, and he should play good. And no, he shot it's, like it's a different. Four. It's a different world, buddy. Yeah, I get, different I, world. I guess it's more relaxed. I don't. It's know. a different world. It, you're comparing basically freshman soccer to the MLS. No, well. No, I don't think I am. But that's <laughs> you are because you have to. But it, did you your see score? The, did you see what all the forget, PGA so Tour pros for, said about his win? They said there's no reason he shouldn't win every week out there. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't Emily, know. talk some sense into your man. He's trying to compare the Champions Tour. He to shot the like US twenty Open. something under par at at, at at so I don't at know anything Champions about the golf course. I mean, okay. you could break part of a Champions Tour event. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't either, but I'm just saying it's it's more likely than that than the PGA Tour. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not comparing to the PGA Tour. I just think you have to play decent golf if you're going to shoot like three rounds in the mid or four rounds in the mid 60s. So you think that, Phil's you know? playing better than he actually has scored at the U.S. Open? Okay, I'm with you. It's fine. It's great. That, that 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 yes, but I mean he he's all over the place. He's you not just, just playing bad at the U.S. Open. You just compared the U the hardest testing professional golf. No, I did not. You're making you're jumping. To the Champions Tour event. Do you even remember what Champions Tour event he played in? It was something at like I think it was at Ozarks where the, yeah, the where the fill thing was. Correct. Big Cedar Lodge. The easiest um, setup ever. Like he hits it he hits it farther than anyone on the fucking Champions Tour. Of yeah, course you should mile. fucking win. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, the T's are probably moved up. I don't know what Takes the a fucking was. cart and drinks a fucking bottle of wine every night. Like who gives a fuck? Well, he got that out of the way. He got his Champions Tour event. But I don't. I think, is he done? Is that the question we no, should be asking? No, he's definitely not done. He, and by the way, he still gets to play Augusta every year that he wants to. Like He's always going to compete there. No way he wins another U.S. Open, though, right? No, I don't. Hot take for you guys. Turn the volume up. <laughs> I don't think Tiger or Phil will get another top 10 at a U.S. Open. I, yeah, I don't think Tiger can take it either. It's too much it's, of a beating. It's, it's too much. It's, it's too It's hard. too difficult. Yeah. They both it's don't. Mentally with grind. that said, though, Tory Pines is something that... Tiger I could... Say I'll, could I'll bet you Spago Dinner misses the cut next year right now. <laughs> yeah, don't do let, that. Don't do it. that. No, no, no. Do not do that. We're in. We're in. We're in. So let's go back. That was an expensive... That was an expensive handshake. <laughs> there's no way Tiger. There's no way at the in U.S. Open conditions. I mean, he might make the cut, but yeah, there's no that's way. Where that's that's where we're going. That's yeah. what we bet. That's oh. what we bet. That's a good bet. But he misses the cut. He does that. love Tory Pine. Oh, yeah. Getting a bottle of wine, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the thousand dollar bottle. What we got? We what go. we got, Wolfgang? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at that cellar. Let's look. Yeah, you can break out something real nice. And, uh, you guys are rich. Who cares? Yeah, right. I wish. Yeah, help sell our place. Buying houses. Maybe we will be rich. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> so 
so yeah, but that's a. I mean, that's a good hot take. I I don't know if they will either. I can't disagree with that. I I don't think either one of them has a chance anymore. Um, it's they just don't drive the ball well enough or putt well enough late in their well, career. Well, Phil for sure, but Tiger but, can get accurate on days. But, but but for four days he just doesn't. He's gonna compete in every British Open, and he'll compete in every time at Augusta because at a British Open he's probably the best shot maker he's still the best iron player on tour and he can fight the ball the best and he controls distance the best and at augusta he and phil are still two of the most creative players of using slopes and undulation right and when to get the ball close they're going to continue to struggle at pga championships where there's a shootout and just make as many birdies as possible and also at u.s opens when it's just a pure tough you have to drive it in the fairway right right yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Phil can survive that way anymore, which which uh, sucks. Or but that's pro- partly why Phil, yeah, or Tiger, but partly why Phil has never won a U.S. Open, really. Agreed. I mean, he, he, Agreed. I mean, he had a couple, like, really kind of in the whims and really close, but if you, can't be ac- if you can't be accurate, then you, you can't win U.S. Opens. Anyways, um, so that was good. We talked about um, a little about, you know, uh, Dustin Johnson at FedEx Cup. Um, I think that, that's really kind of that's kind of it. Matthew Wall, Matthew Wall's performance, Shout gutsy, um, um, great kid, very gutsy. Uh, see, great to see him do well. Great to see George Gankus do well. I think he's. I think he probably learned a lot from this one. Um, another, got frustrated at another times. hot take. Yeah, I think he'll Matty Wolf will have a better career than Colin Morikawa. Ooh, another hot take. Well, we're gonna have to remember that forty years from now. <laughs> Come get the tape. Um, so I yeah. think he's the most talented out of all the young guns. I think Morikawa is right there, but one hundred percent, I agree with you. He's they're both unbelievable talents that will be Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy. They'll both play in Ryder Cups. They'll both be top ten in the world for a long, 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 long time. But yeah. um, I think when it comes down to Hall of Fame and majors and, and tournaments won, I think I'll bet on Matty Wolf outpacing Marikawa. All right, I I I don't know. I don't I don't have a gun in, or a horse on that race. But I think I, if I if you're asking me whose game I like better to be contain more longevity right now i i would probably say more cow okay well we'll bet another spago dinner on there that. we go <laughs> well, let's go somewhere 30 else. years from now we'll be in spago <laughs> like hey remember that podcast you oh my god mr puck <laughs> sit down uh, so well, anyways, that's always gonna owe me a nice dinner no, right? which means steve is so buying either. which is great <laughs> <laughs> um Excuse me, I uh, have my own business. I'm sorry. No, I can pay my own bill sometimes. I know, but I like that Stevie contract. Stevie's the first person to say, oh, we'll just get a bottle of wine. Yeah. We right. played at Braemar, just for our listeners, we played at Braemar maybe, what, a month ago? That's right. And so yeah. we're having dinner. And this is great. This is, this is Steve Grigley. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, hear it. Oh, jeez. So hear we it. all sit down. We go order an appetizer. We get a cocktail. Steve's like, oh, let me see the wine list. I'll buy the bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. What'd you guys get? I forget. There was a reason I bought the bottle of wine. I forget why, though. I uh, probably it was half if, off. I'll <laughs> tell you. No, it was the martini. That's the reason <laughs> I had the martini. I had. Um, 
Uh, no, I don't know. We got something. We got something. It was a good night. This is great. Get, 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 a mar- get a martini or a martini and Steve. And he's like, ah, make it rain. Yeah. I'll pay for everybody. I do like to pay for things. Yeah, like what the <laughs> cocktail. I, do. I don't know why. I, I feel like you, I feel like everyone bought their own dinner, but you definitely bought the bottle of wine. Yeah, you it made be, it a point to buy the bottle of wine. Yeah, I think everyone brought their own. Yeah, everyone yeah. brought their own dinner, but the wine. It was good. It was a fun time. Don't worry. More when I'm looking at the gone. bill next month, I'll be like. Eight hundred dollars? No, no, it was like just a, maybe for a bottle of wine. It's maybe like a hundred dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. I'm gonna be honest. It was what it is. Good times. <laughs> for yeah, for a new day. <laughs> uh, it better be all half off. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, all you we guys. Got. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was a good coming back recap. Good coming back feels podcast. Feels good to be back. Feels good to it be in this great. house. Um, golf has been fun. It's been one of the pleasures that yeah. we've got to all have during this quarantine. Yeah, it's been such a blessing. Um, I'm so thankful of my opportunities, of the opportunity to watch professional golf. And, and I, I know there's there's a lot of people out there that have not had it as good as us and don't have the blessings to go play golf or to watch golf or to have their job and just provide for the family. So um, as this is a still a retreat and a game for a lot of people, um, yeah, I, I just appreciate everyone staying into golf and, and investing in golf and totally. seeing it through it. So it, it means a lot. Yeah, I think I think it, it, it gives, for me, it gives a greater appreciation that you have the game. So, you know, we, you know, one thing we didn't talk about today sure. um, was the Tiger, the Paynes Valley course unveiling. Yeah. Tiger played just a few hours ago. Tiger, um, Tiger and JT played Rory and Justin Rose in one of these kind of made-for-TV matches again, where they unveiled a brand new golf course at Tiger. Unveiled. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I said, right? No, you I were talking veiled. about a yeah, a piece of meat. Oh, unveiled. <laughs> uh, an entire new golf course that Tiger was designed. First public course, I think, is designed Correct. right. The place looks incredible. It's at Big Cedar Lodge. It's yep. it's called Payne's Valley to tribute to Payne. Um, and, uh, it looks incredible, like, you know, good for families, good for guys trips. I'm, you know, I would love the opportunity. And where is it exactly? It's in Missouri. Missouri, Branson. Yeah, yeah. Where Scotty's from, you know, Branson. M-I-A-O. M-I-A-O-M-O. So maybe we'll get out there at some point. But first of all, the TV coverage for these made for TV things starts to, they're, they're really figuring this thing out. It's starting yeah. to get so much better. Even the players are figuring it out better. There was great trash talk between JT and Rory all day. Tiger's also good with so it. So that's what you were doing all day, locked in your in the office. No, that's not mm-hmm. what I was doing. I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but what they uh, call it. but <laughs> you keep distracting me. Um, but <laughs> the guy who the guy who job. I forget his name. The guy who started Bass Pro Shops, who designed the course with okay. with Tiger, who's a good friend of Tiger, um, and an Ozarks native kind of guy, just said like you know one of the reasons he loves golf is connecting people with nature, and he felt felt like for sure at, at the Ozarks out there in the hills of Missouri, it's just such a beautiful place that he felt like you know the ability for him to like bring people into these hills with huge cliff drops and like fun holes and everything else it really kind of connects people with the land and, and getting people out in nature yeah. there's also at that resort there's all, I'm not i'm not doing a freaking promo for this resort but you know he's a fishing guy he's an outdoors person and that's what he loved about golf the most the idea to like be able to connect with nature and i think 
to have golf be one of these things during this time of year in 20 and not this time of year in 2020 in during general the pandemic, yeah. that that you can we could still get out golf courses were able to keep their doors open and not have to shut down for businesses and people were able to get out connect with their friends and family play golf be outdoors get you know get away from the tv and the politics and everything else for a little while and the virus that has been a lifesaver i think for for me and for a lot yeah. of people so if, if you well if said. you're like a slight golfer and you're not that into it and for some reason you're listening to this stupid podcast especially, <laughs> especially at the end then, of this, pro- uh, this yeah. podcast we'll you, take should, you, out to golf. you should really go play golf and we'll take, take golf because it's, it's hit us up i would love just a great I mean, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna tell you what to do it's funny I let's was actually play with say, a follower let's do that can we play with a follower i'd be yeah, happy like, to let's let's hit you, us guys, up, you guys are country club members yeah no no we'd be happy to just hit us up yeah well i'll take you out i'll pay for a bottle of wine yeah Steve will take He's you to play lying golf about and that. buy a bottle of wine and the lobster. But it is, I won't pay for the golf. It is amazing that amidst all of yes, what he will. has been happening, <laughs> being able to it does go every outside, time. clear the space, be just with nature, yeah. not having to necessarily worry about a phone ringing or even watching the TV, and you're hitting the ball. Now, granted, it doesn't mean, like, yeah, it's awesome that these golf clubs have been able to stay open. Not a not all of them have, Correct. and and also a lot are still struggling. So I'm, sure I'm very rounds, thankful yeah. for all of the ones that ha- are surviving, and um, I hope that it will just be fortuitous. Fr- is that the word? Mm, fortuitous. Fortuitous in the future for all of them, because <laughs> hopefully it's gained more, you know, more people. I, you know, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting economically to see yeah. how that works out. But I, I just am all thankful right. for golf. Um, thankful for all you guys, for our listeners. Um, Thanks for I know listening it's been to us, long, guys. It's been a long hiatus since hey. since we've done this um, with Scotty on the on the LPG, LPGA and traveling internationally, and Emily and I with a lot of new things in our life. It's just so been a things. been a difficult thing. But we look, we do this for you guys. Obviously, we don't come on here. Um, and start and, and 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 do a bunch of sponsor reads or anything. We're doing this at this point for fun, and, um, and we, love we it. hope we hope to um, grow the podcast and grow grow our listeners and everything like that. But at this point, we're just doing this because we love to do it, and we know there's a few guys that love listening at least, um, hundreds or thousands of you guys that love to listen. Anyways, uh, there is there is yeah, in Australia. So keep yeah, absolutely the number one podcast golf podcast in Australia. Um, <laughs> at some point we were yeah so anyways get, make sure you give us a follow on on, on instagram at wagon whiff and twitter at wagon whiff um we'll be around we will not take this long of a hiatus before we come back next time i can Amen. guarantee you that right, um scotty good to see you again thanks for coming over thanks for uh, the wine it's so good to see you guys all right usually you bought a bottle on the least they can do is bring you a bottle well, there we go and all right uh, guys checking out all right, Mama's going to out. sleep. Mama's going to sleep. Dad's going to do dishes, and then go I'll sleep. go to bed. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Maybe play a little Three bit of PJ Tour Bye. 2K. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks See for you. listening. Bye.